Welcome to The Crunch, episode 28. It's your boy Ethan, a.k.a. Bropostle. Just a couple of things before we jump into the That Catholic Couple interview. One, I apologize for pronouncing Anna's name as Anna. I'm very flustered all the time. Two, I'm sorry, not sorry that the episode is so long. Uh, we really enjoyed the whole conversation that we had with Daniel and Anna. I didn't feel like I could cut out any significant portion of it because it would be missing the heart of what we were truly trying to get to. Regardless, there are some really good things that we talk about from their marriage to their child to avocados to zombies. The whole thing is phenomenal. I laughed. I cried. You should too. And third thing is that Patrick and I have a Patreon page. Uh, it's patreon.com slash the crunch where you can donate uh, a monthly amount to us. And if you enjoy this interview and you want us to do more interviews uh, and you don't want to make it extremely difficult for us to do these interviews, we would really, really, really appreciate it if you would consider and pray about donating to that Patreon page because we need some equipment that we don't necessarily have. And I don't want to have to call in favors and borrow things from other people every time that we want to do an interview. And so if you feel like that's a donation that you can make and that's a contribution that you can uh, give to us, we would really, really appreciate it no matter the amount. Um, but that link is uh, in the description. It's also www.patreon.com slash the crunch. Um, we would really, really appreciate any and all support that you guys can give us. And finally, uh, support Daniel and Anna. Uh, that Catholic couple on YouTube, subscribe to them. That's the best way that you can support them. Boost their numbers by word of mouth. Uh, tell all your friends, binge all their videos, comment on everything, do all of that stuff because they really deserve it. Uh, they're doing some amazing stuff on the internet. Trust me, I would know I am the internet. All right, enjoy the episode, and I'll see you guys next week. All right, let's start this shindig. And that's the episode. Yeah, that's the whole thing. We did it. <laughs> we Good work, everyone. Recording. It's a roast of New Catholic Generation, and we're out of here. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know how to do this. I've never done an interview before. Patrick's <laughs> never done an interview before. This might it's be true. the worst thing you guys ever spend your time doing. But this uh, is your first one on the. Channel. This is our first one ever. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So I'm just really excited. I was very nervous all morning. I peed like four times. <laughs> like. Are you pregnant? Don't tell anyone. <laughs> it stays between you and me, Anna. But Happy I'm. Happy day of the Annunciation, by the way. <laughs> 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 no coincidence there. Yeah, but my hope with this interview is that we will start some kind of breakfast-based Catholic ministry empire uh, combining donuts and cereal. So oh. Hopefully. We will corner the market on yeah. Catholic breakfast. No one will be able to get into a, into our market. It'll be amazing. And catching foxes will be the bacon. Like, exactly. I mean, I like it's easy. <laughs> it all works together. Um. But for those for those people that don't know, can you guys just do the the pre-rehearsed spiel? Who are you? What do you do? Why are you doing it? You know, all that mumbo jumbo. I'm looking at my husband to see if Sorry, I'm really any cues. Like, should I go? Yes. Take, wait, are we recording yet or no? I mean, we've been recording for the past 35 minutes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, intro, <laughs> What? No, that was the intro. We're, I'm going to oh. record something afterwards. It'll be fine. Okay, cool. We're just going to wing it. We're winging it. That's how we do. Yeah. Okay, so we are that Catholic couple. We are a small YouTube channel. I mean, small. It, to us, it's small. Some people would say it's big. We have we finally hit 3,000 subscribers. We're Woo! really excited about that. Yeah! 
but yeah, we we are just <laughs> and he made my daughter cry. Um, but we're Daniel and Anna Glaze. That's our real life name. We don't just go by that Catholic <laughs> couple. Like, hey, I'm that Catholic couple. Um, we're Daniel and Anna Glaze. I mean, yeah, we started a channel about two years ago. Daniel's just making fun of me. That, that is the worst introduction of who we are ever. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're Daniel and Anna Glaze. And just in case you forgot, we're also Anna and Daniel Glaze. And we're also that Catholic couple because of couple of catholics actually that's another blog it's a whole different story um it's, it's not fair that it, because daniel rehearses the intro like every morning when he wakes up he looks directly yeah. into the mirror and stares <laughs> today's gonna be the day oh, this will yeah. be a viral video this will be a viral video every morning <laughs> yeah well, so okay, the rehearse well, spiel is this. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, go take it we away. Are, we are That Catholic Couple, which is a, is a YouTube channel that my wife and I created, where we live in the new evangelization. We live authentically online to uh, break Catholic stereotypes and prove that being Catholic is fun. Um, and we do that now through our, our vlogs, because we used to have kind of like scripted content. But um, as Patrick has said, because Ethan, you gave up YouTube for Lent, right? I did. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> just, just get off this podcast, because... Yeah, no. you have no idea who we are. I'm dead to you. Um, <laughs> it's fine. And, uh, yeah, so we've been vlogging every day during Lent, and we call that Vlent because we're creative like that. I think it's the coolest thing ever that you're doing Vlent, and I've been trying <laughs> to catch up on Sundays um, just to make sure that I'm not completely out of the loop with my <laughs> my friends, that Catholic couple. But, yeah, Patrick knows a lot more about it than I do. He's kind of addicted, low-key. Okay, I can't blame them. That's literally why we did it. We're trying to feed into the media culture and say, like, just binge on us and you'll get to heaven. That's why we say, if you don't want to go to hell, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like, we're trying to save souls here, guys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Big deal. Big time. <laughs> That's a bold statement. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That's basically canonization. <laughs> Self, self-conferred canonization via YouTube. That's amazing. Um, so, obviously... Our, a lot of our listeners are in college, and so I just want to hear kind of about your guys' experience specifically in college and, like, how that affected your faith life, because that's something I've listened to a lot of the things that you guys have said and a lot of the things you guys have done, and it's just not something that uh, I've heard you talk about before. And so I'd love to hear about kind of your college experience and how that related to, I mean, maybe meeting each other and all of that sort of thing. Um, I know very little. Patrick, please help me. <laughs> oh. So, excuse me. Yeah, just go ahead. No, wait. I think wait he Patrick, a good Patrick, what what were you going to add to that? Oh no, I, I think I think Probably he answered that. I think he asked the question. Nothing about, worthwhile. Like, how, how, how Welcome to the go? crunch. No episodes every Sunday. <laughs> Nothing worthwhile. Well, I was a, I was a concerned. Whenever we you, you a little about whenever y'all asked us to do this, it was just going to be one big roasting session. Honestly, like, that's that's the problem because we're the most roastable people in Catholic ministry today. Our patron saint is St. Lawrence. Yeah. Because we're always getting roasted. Man. Okay. I so bet all you normies didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So we, um, we you did meet. Are. Yeah. Well, okay. So Dana and I did meet in college, um, but Dana and I are about two years apart. At least that's how much in college we were. 
I, I'm not saying anything. Anyway, um, so I, we both went to school at Texas State University. Um, I grew up Catholic, but I am from a Hispanic background. Like my parents are from Mexico and stuff. So it was very much just traditions based. A lot of people don't, um, a lot of people have had the same experiences, whether in America or in Mexico. I just like to say that because Our Lady of Guadalupe was like the staple in our family, but like we never knew about Jesus. <laughs> um, or like we go to mass only like, on Easter or Christmas. So anyway, um, I went to college. I was like, I got really involved in like, for me, the party scene. Some people would probably look back on my life and say like, you never even went out. But like for me, I was like drinking and going out and like really just um, obsessed with a high school sweetheart of mine. Like we, we dated in high school and then we went to college um, and just like not living. The- Who is he? <laughs> Wait, I haven't told you. what's his address we'll take him out (laughs) just kidding um but anyway so yeah like I was really involved in my relationship and I kind of just like as soon as I did my confirmation back in high school that was for me the graduation mindset and I feel like a lot of people have that same mentality where it's like okay deuces like I'm done I'm not gonna really stay catholic now when I'm like come on like now that I understand that I was like that was so stupid of me. I was literally being sealed by the Holy Spirit gosh I was such a jerk to God um anyway but but yeah then we went to college then I had a really bad breakup with that um that boy that I was dating my sophomore year and then my parents also went through a separation um so my sophomore year was just like really rough like I was going to counseling and I was like kind of depressed and I was failing my classes and things like that where I just didn't want to be there anymore and the only thing that I could remember was like I think I'm supposed to pray when times get hard I think like should I start maybe maybe I should start going back to mass I don't know so I started going back to mass I contacted a friend of mine that I knew was Catholic and she started bringing me to stuff like I didn't have a car so she would just pick me up and like take me to mass take me to praise and worship nights take me to all these things. And I immediately fell back in love with God or, I mean, discovered my love for him maybe. Um, so that's kind of my spiel. And then after college um, or, and then while I was in college, I was in a Bible study. Then after college, I joined Focus. So I was a Focus missionary post-grad for two years and then nice. I got married. <laughs> wow. That's my spiel. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, not crazy. I'm sure lots of people have the similar experiences so it's I mean it's good to know that it's not like a you know you're done yeah 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 so but I don't know where Daniel what about you did you even go to college (laughs) um I went into seminary and um I'm just kidding based off of y'all's last episode um and uh no so yeah obviously uh as my wife said I went to Texas State as well um the way I normally sum up my, um, I guess, college life was a very um, party scene, hookup culture, and pornography addiction. That was like the I was I was deep in the um, culture of, of hooking up. Um, and sorry, my sorry, my daughter's going crazy right now. Um, and uh, it wasn't until uh, the revolution is like a theology of the body group that kind of I don't know if they go anywhere outside of Texas, but I think it was created in the Tobin Institute or whatever in Dallas. Um, but they pretty much is a group of, of college kids who teach theology of the body. And uh, we broke open um, 11 responsibilities. No, no, no. Uh, uh, what's the one by Tetri? Uh, men, women, and, women the and the mystery of love. Yeah. 
yeah, that, that's the one. Um, that, that book like completely changed my life, changed my views on um, how I was using and abusing women and um, just not living a, a life of, for Christ, really, what I thought I was. Um, and then to make a very long story short, after God decided to like do that, um, <laughs> that's how I responded to God trying to change my life. I was a crying baby. Um, and uh, Lily. Ooh. Oh boy. <laughs> she like stopped for two seconds. She's like, yeah. just said I'll come get her. If y'all want to edit this out, go right. Oh, ahead. it's um, fine. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I know. I'm not trying to do that. I'm sorry. You're good. Um, there's like a threshold of, of like, what are you talking about, <laughs> Patrick? What are I'm you like saying? The, BB- the BBC interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the same intensity and importance as that interview, by the way. Obviously, it was like Korea's in war, right? What was the? The whole thing they were talking about? I think about? they were talking about North Korea potentially invading because That's Kim Jong-un right, yeah. was mad again. So this is like that, except with college. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, <laughs> so where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Love and Responsibility, or the, the book that was referencing that. Um, then I, uh, I, I would say the most powerful conversion was honestly overcoming my pornography addiction um, and really uh, taking the time to dive into personal prayer, dive into, um, you know, just like legitimately trusting in Jesus. Cause I feel like that's kind of cliche. I'm like, just trust in the Lord, you know, just trust in the Lord. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I, and that was towards the end of my college career. Um, and then I became a youth minister right after that. So, uh, kind of a powerful conversion, if you will, reversion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good. After that, yeah, <laughs> dead air. Good, good, good story. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Patrick, what uh, you say things now? Um, I know that you guys have spoken about um, giving talks around the places. Like you guys, you guys, can you talk <laughs> about that? Like, so how 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 does how does sharing your faith, first of all, on YouTube, but also um, pretty much one on one with other like with teens and stuff? How does that affect your own faith? Like. Uh, giving giving of your own faith to other people. That's a great question. Um, I think sorry. Okay. I think I always go back to. I don't know who said it. I heard it when I was a missionary. But like to evangelize is to be evangelized. Ooh. So like we've really found that useful. That like the more we talk about God, and <laughs> we're not professionals by any means. Like we're not that great. Like Same. we are not. Speak for yourself. Are, I'm phenomenal. <laughs> You might not be getting up at 6 a.m. every morning and rehearsing your spiel, but Daniel is. Um, We're not Mark Hart. Like, we're not Christophanic. Like, these are really great speakers, and we are not there yet. Um, But I think the more you share God and the more you talk about him, the more you start to know him yourself. I remember when I was a missionary, like, I'd lead Bible studies or things like that, and I'd say something, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did that come out of my, like, I've never thought that before. And all of a sudden, like, I would take that back to prayer and I'm like, that was awesome. That was totally the Holy Spirit because I would have never thought that like just out of my own brain. Um, So I think that really works for us. Or that's something we've been noticing a lot when we go and give talks and presentations and stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. In those moments you're like, 
like, oh, I just said this, but you gotta like go to the person you're talking to and be like, oh, I, by the way, I just thought like the Holy Spirit yeah. was all, that was not, I yeah. never, yeah. You can trademark that. <laughs> trademark right. Holy Spirit. Yeah. It happens a lot on the podcast too. Like I find myself yeah. talking nonsense and then all of a sudden I just say something really insightful and I'll hear it as I'm like listening back as I'm editing the show and I just go, oh my goodness, I'm either really freaking smart or... <laughs> Holy Spirit had something to do with it. So that's yeah. it's really cool that, like, I mean, he's always there to support us struggling content creators, you know, to I keep yeah. us from failing. Because that's I know have that's the ever, Holy Spirit's number one like, priority. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever been like, no, that wasn't the Holy Spirit. I'm just that smart. <laughs> just, <laughs> just about every probably day, not, Daniel. <laughs> I think that's just Daniel. No. Well, I was going to say, even, like, when I start writing, writing, writing my talks, I – don't like I, I used to kind of like write out absolutely like all the words that I would say the entire talk in, in like one sitting I would try to uh, but it's gotten to the point where like if I could just get the points that I need like the, like legitimately and invite the Holy Spirit into the talk mm-hmm. it normally comes out I, I'll say great if I could be so bold um, much better but, than at uh, least you would have written by yourself exactly yeah like it feels like let me trust in the holy spirit but not like the whole like i have never prepared for a talk so i'm just gonna go yeah. and say i'm just gonna trust in the, in the holy spirit and the holy spirit will guide my words it's like no like you still need to prepare especially if you're catechizing and teaching um or even yeah. just telling yeah. a story about faith like you need to prepare to let the holy spirit then guide that preparedness in in the words that you speak so um plus i was youth minister for the past like seven years so it's kind of <laughs> It's awesome to – my favorite part actually about speaking isn't the whole Jesus thing. Um, is, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's absolutely that. Is the fact that I don't actually have to put on the nights that I'm speaking at anymore. Mm. It's like go in, give a talk for 20 minutes, make the kids laugh, have fun, teach them about Jesus, tell them how they're heathens, and walk out. It's the, it's the best thing. And walk out. Just drop the microphone, done. Just leave. Some kid's like, hey, I really – shut up. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was this one time. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh dear, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very, uh, what's the word? Honest, and sometimes a little, uh, not necessarily inappropriate, but a little, was, a little too sarcastically blunt. Let's put it. <laughs> there we go. Yes, Anna knows exactly what your problem is. I know. Why do you think I'm in counseling? Really fast. Why do you think I'm counseling? Oh my gosh. All right, oh. so it looks like uh, looks like we need to go find um, a lawyer for our moment, and we'll be back. <laughs> we'll, we'll be here. Uh, Just let us know. <laughs> let us know when that's done. You can and come on back. The next crunch, we talk with that other couple about a moment. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, so uh, I was giving a confirmation. I was giving a talk at a confirmation retreat, and this guy like raised his hand, uh, and, and I forgot what the question was, but I remember being like, "You probably shouldn't do that because you're going to go to hell." So let's go back to this. And then the youth ministers, the youth minister got a letter from that guy's mom. And Uh-oh. I was like, the speaker told my son that he's going to hell. Uh, and, and the pastor was like, well, yeah, it might be accurate. But <laughs> um, no, he, he, I mean, he was, he took it with like a grain of salt. i like, he was probably kidding, man. Um, yeah. But uh, I forgot why I said that, but I got a question for y'all. Yo, what's up? Oh, sweet. Lay it on Actually, us. more specifically, more spe- uh, specifically, Ethan. Oh, heck okay. yeah. All right, so, well, bye, guys. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you remember during the Catholic throwdown when you asked me what my favorite basketball team was? Yeah. Was that sarcastic or was that for real? No, that was a, that was a for real question. 
Okay, because I realized I tweet about my, my the Indiana Pacers all, all the, the time. time. So I didn't know if you were like, oh, hey, Daniel, so uh, Catholic Twitter will be here. Like, I run, I'm Bro Possible. Me and Pat, we run Catholic Twitter. Oh, boy. Who's your it's favorite, true. Who's your favorite, your favorite basketball team? Um, that was literally the question, but I have one more. Here we go. Okay, good. Okay. Have you have y'all have y'all noticed? Um, because I work at a, at a college campus and I go to mass there every every so often on Sunday. Well, yeah. I go to mass every Sunday, right. but I attend there every so often. <laughs> um, and I've noticed that like no students leave early after communion. Hmm. Like all, really? like maybe four or five leave after communion because and I noticed it because I had to take Lily out during during the communion line because she like crapped herself, but also just being really intolerable at the moment. And like I was kneeling and <laughs> hate waiting when that for, happens like, to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when you hate, Ethan hates when he craps himself. Just like walk, just like waddling out of mass. Like, sorry, guys. Um, but uh, listen, new episodes noticed... every Sunday. I just crap myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happens when you crap yourself at mass? Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> We're talk- we could talk <laughs> about poop for like <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, way more than that. Um, but uh, yeah, so the whole reason I'm asking is there's only like four or five students that I watched leave out, uh, leave, and all of the rest like were kneeling reverent. And I didn't know aside from Franciscan because they probably stay in pews until the next mass. Um, right. <laughs> what exactly like I don't know if you if you guys have seen anything like that before. Um, and you're on your campuses or so. I have, uh, like in, uh, in Manhattan, we've got a pretty good Catholic center. Um, and I don't really notice people leaving early that much. I, but maybe it's just cause I'm not paying attention, you know, like sometimes I'm just so yeah. focused on my own prayer and everything that I don't really look around and see what's going on. But our church is pretty packed the whole way through. I don't see a lot of people leaving early unless it's like game day or something and there's like yeah something happening right <laughs> after mass you know um so it's pretty rare and i think uh, i think it's more out of like fear of people seeing them leaving early than um an actual desire to stay though yeah does that make sense yeah, yes because we'll, we'll go to the normal parish here in, in our city and there's it's not young people it's more of like families and older parishioners and stuff and we see it all the time. But then when we go to the student center and we see younger people, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're staying at least after. And I think also like if they incorporate like the St. Michael prayer or something during daily masses and stuff, right. yeah. they stay longer too. But Well, cause I know yeah. for sure during our daily masses, um, we, everybody stays the whole time because after we say daily mass, we say St. Michael prayer and then we sing the salve because our daily mass is at nine thirty at night. And so, yeah. um, and everybody will stay and kneel afterwards and pray um, for a good portion of time. So I, there's that culture there, definitely, among you know those that are more involved. And I think that trickles down uh, to the rest of the students. Um, but I could be wrong. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that makes sense. Patrick, what you about... You can't help but pray after... Yeah. You can't help but pray after an entire church sings the Salve. It's great. I know, right? <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like silent, and then you're just like... So beautiful. Holiness. <gasps> um, <laughs> All right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nobody people leave people leave early at franciscan sometimes that's because our daily mass schedule is so weird when it comes to classes but that's just you know a thing like 12 o'clock mass it always goes for an hour daily mass goes for an hour it's a bummer but really um yeah well because there's so many people there and they're all oh, you, know, you go to yeah. franciscan 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, oh, did, wait. Did I, you got a computer, Francisco? <laughs> yeah. Did I mention that? What? Crazy. Oh, Patrick sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, like, 12 o'clock mass runs right up to 1 o'clock classes. So, like, you can just make it so people will leave early. But um, other than that, yeah, no, there's really no leaving early. I And even at my home parish, I don't really see it that much. But that's just because I think the pastor makes such a big deal out of it. I was going to say, good. maybe it's the priest, too. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be the priest. Usually. Because, like, he, he puts, he, he instills that, like, I think he's, like, taking it one step at a time. So he's like, you guys need to stay until the end of Mass. And then he kind of, like, pushes, then he'll start pushing, like, confession. Like, you need to come back to confession. Like, you need to start going to confession more. And then he'll push, like, you need to go on chirp retreats. And then we have, like, this vibrant, like, actually, mo- a lot of a lot of our parishioners are, um, the mothers and fathers are, like, really faithful and like the younger kids are kind of like falling away until they get to high school, and then our mm-hmm. high school ministry is super vibrant. So it like it yeah. works out because then because like the families the families are getting evangelized on all levels. So my parish is really great. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. what I, I really think it is is that the younger people are just holier than the older people, and so that's pretty much yeah. You're just gonna have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, well, because it got me thinking of like, is that where we measure if the new evangelization? Is- like in on college campuses, like, is that kind of the measurement of, um, like, with the life teams and the youth ministries yeah. and, and all that stuff? Like, because I, obviously I was a youth minister and I, I work, not necessarily like indirectly ministry, but I work on a college campus with at, at a Catholic student center, and like, and I see the devoutness that is happening there. Like, is do y'all think that could potentially be a place where like we start measuring like if the new evangelization is working? Yeah, I think it is. Um. Because like, I, I had I had a really strong high school ministry, and then I noticed as people graduated, some people fell away, and that really shocked me. Some of my friends that like were really close and really holy, they were like falling away and falling into partying and stuff like that. Um, but then I noticed them coming back, and I realized like, okay, so there is a journey after high school. So like, see, seeing that like, okay, cool. So this this high school is this high school ministry isn't just like we made it, and so now we're just gonna stay here until we die. It's like, okay, so people do go away and come back and they're like, they're all struggling with their own sins. But I think the fallen away that return are a testament to how they were evangelized when they're young because they do return. Like that, that's the important part. Like I know, I know some of my friends in high school ministry fell into serious sexual sin, even after being really, um, really devout in the high school ministry. And that was only for like, yeah. I mean, I didn't know that, but <laughs> and then they, they come right, they come right back, and and now they're they're holier than me, and I'm like, oh, that's great, like that's awesome. So, I, I try not to look down on people because I'm like, you know, when when you convert, you're probably going to be as holier holier than me. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's my story as well. Is that I was like the kid in high school, like mm-hmm. I was the one, like my youth minister basically used me as an intern when I was a senior in high school because I would just do things for him because I wanted to help this ministry. And when I got to college, I fell into the party culture same as everybody else did. And so it was just, it's good to see that like, now that I'm completely and totally bought into like our Catholic center and seeing what it's doing for people that like I see following the same path that I did, you know, that's what I consider like successful. Like exactly what Patrick's talking about is like taking the kids that were strong in high school or at the very least like didn't completely oppose the church in high school and bringing them to daily mass and getting them involved and watching them you know grow in joy for the sacraments because that's what because the statistics are just stupid like they piss me off 
because it's like 7% of people after college are still practicing their faith. 7%. That's just a dumb, ugly, stupid, low number. And it makes me so mad. And I think that college is the make or break. And there's got to be, it takes a lot of work. And so, um, success, I would just agree with you that successful college ministry is the key to making sure that the young church stays alive and doesn't completely die out. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's a practical yeah. reality is a whole nother question. So. Absolutely. Well, and it's, and I think it, it extends, I think it was, aside from all the bureaucracy that comes with the archdiocese or a diocese, like I've noticed like the diocese that fund both like spiritually and like actual financially, um, on a college campus ministry, either by bringing in focus or bringing in some kind of ministry or apostolate, I should say, um, or just like recognize that like ministries need to be funded on the college level. Mm-hmm. They be like their, their diocese become really rich in vocation. Because uh, I don't know if, I don't know the exact number, but I know the diocese, we, we live in the uh, San Antonio diocese, but I work in the Austin diocese that like we have the most amount of college Catholics on in any diocese in the, in the nation. Wow. Um, it's partly because of A&M. But, yeah. Um, Aggie. It's <laughs> also yeah, freaking the golden standard of like, man. Campus ministry. So yeah. There. Um, but there are, there are things because my brother goes there and I, I noticed certain culturally crazy weird things that should be shifted other ways, but they're still doing great ministry over there. Um, so yeah, I guess, I don't know where I'm trying to wrap that point up. But, um, I guess, I guess that's why I think, yeah, college campus ministry. And, and if I could be so bold, even though I know I give crap about, give crap to my wife about it, like focus is, is doing a great job. Apostle, it's work. Heck yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. We don't have focus. So I don't, focus. I don't know anything about that. What's that? Do we want to hit up some Twitter comments? Or yeah, let's do it. We've got this cool segment. You're in the Crunch Bowl, that Catholic couple. Uh, Daniel told me to restart the segment because Anna tried to jump out the window because this interview was so bad. <laughs> was so bad. I Defenestration. Was so I was done. Defenestrate yourself. All right. Uh, favorite cereal. Go. So I really like Special K Vanilla Almond, Almond, whatever. Daniel makes fun of me for saying that word all the time. <laughs> Uh, but I love it. It's It does still have sugar, but it's, like, considered a healthier option. But if I could eat any sugary cereal, um, I do love Honey Nut Cheerios. Boom. And I love yes. Fruity Pebbles. Ooh. Fruity Ooh. Pebbles are so good. Right there. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, go. And my favorite is Apple Jacks and um, Apple Cinnamon uh, stuff. Oh, my gosh. Cheerios. Cheerios. <laughs> Cheerios. <laughs> Yes, it's Apple Jacks and Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. Good. Oh, also, because because she's been such an integral part of this episode, what is Lily's favorite cereal? <laughs> oh. oh. Have we, Does she have, have enough have teeth for that? Does yet? sucking on your own fingers count as a cereal? <laughs> yeah. she loves, if there was an avocado cereal, I'm sure she'd have it. She loves avocados? She loves avocados. And That's broccoli. wild. Yes. She's I don't think I've ever eaten an avocado straight ever. Oh, so she has. So much that we made her a uh, avocado cupcake for her birthday. That's adorable. It was just avocado scoops. Like it looked like an ice cream cone. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> no, but she has eaten an avocado whole. Like I haven't even taken off the peel yet, or like I like I haven't scooped <laughs> it out. And she'll grab it and just like start biting. I'm like, no, 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 you, you don't eat the black part. <laughs> Yesterday she pooped out a whole pit. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> 
Poor kid. Oh, man. So our first question from Twitter we got right away, and I misread it, but he obviously wants this question to be answered. Okay, so what is the battle plan when you live in a time when the family is under attack? That comes from Peter. What is what is the answer? Of course it come from a Peter. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the throne. <laughs> the seat of Peter. Um. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. That's a good question. Dino, do you want to answer it first? I was going to see if you're going to do that. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. You just have to keep yelling. (laughs) Is this better? Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Try your best. (laughs) Just see his forehead. I I I noticed my my mic isn't being picked up for some reason. Yeah. Um, It's fine. I'll edit it in post. (laughs) I would say that the battle plan is to... um, Man, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Because, like, are are they asking for actual steps? Or just like, hey, what do you guys do? Yeah, Um, like, what do you... What what do you see as the biggest attack on the family? How do you counter that in your own lives? There you go. Good job, Patrick. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'd say first have divorce, Ooh. and just like having that cop out, like this, like society yeah. has get, fed us this idea that people are disposable, and like if you're not happy in a marriage, you can just get rid of it, mm-hmm. basically, and start over if you want to or not. Um, and so I think for us, the first part was. As soon as we got engaged, we realized, like, this is forever. Like, there's there's no backing out. And there are certain times, I will even confess to y'all, there are certain times where Daniel and I will fight. And, not, like, physically, but, like, we're just, like, in a really big, tense, horrible argument. And we won't talk. And we're just, like, not communicating well. And there have been times where we've literally sat down and be like, if there was any way, do you think we could annul this? And I was like, no, we knew what we were saying. We knew what we were doing. We were in completely the right state of mind um, mm-hmm. that like any of the factors that go into annulment, like, no, they don't, they don't, they don't apply yeah. to our marriage. Like we knew exactly what we said and what we meant. And so like, we're in this, so we better figure it out. Like, or else this marriage is going to suck forever. Um, I totally understand. I totally understand that. Cause like whenever Sarah and I get into like, this, like a weird spot, I'm always like, is this it? Like, should we just like end this and that'll make it easier. But then like, I think about it, I'm like, honestly ending, ending it would kind of just make it worse. Yeah. Just be like, yeah. Sometimes well, when like, I don't get enough favorites on my tweets, I think about deleting the app, but then I realize, you know, <laughs> I'm in it. Yeah. So I totally get where you guys are coming from. Um, well, and my counselor brought up a really cool 
um, concept of almost like a fight or flight, but like relief or resolution. Um, and how there's a difference between, um, like, for example, my parents split up and my dad thought that the best thing for his marriage was to relieve himself and his wife of all of the burdens, but there was never any resolution. Um, his was more just like, I should just leave and it would be better. Uh, relief for him was his answer. And for us, it's like, no, there's a resolution. We just need to figure that out. Like there's always a resolution. Um, it's just a matter of like, do we want it bad enough? And, and are we willing to fight for it? So I thought it was really, it was really interesting that he brought that up. Cause I was like, Oh I yeah. Well, and I also think that one of the, I think my, I think Anna and I do a good job of focusing more on ourselves than necessarily like trying to uh, get on the attack already. Like kind of, kind of, I guess like, getting um like getting yourself ready for battle and preparing yourself well enough that you don't have to go out and start attacking because like if we if we were to start our channel and being like y'all don't understand the definition of marriage i don't know if i want to go like southern hick right there uh, but i guess that's just my <laughs> me and my wife we eat <laughs> why are you talking to my wife like that <laughs> why are you talking <laughs> to my second cousin like that <laughs> oh. <laughs> Patrick, low, low, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I, I think the fact that like Anna and I do a really good job of uh, forming ourselves and really being understood, like we need to understand the true definition of marriage and we need to understand what the role of a wife and a role of a husband are and actually like live those to the fullest. And that obviously means that we have to be rooted in Christ. Um, and I feel like I'm saying a bunch of cliches, but most of them are all true but when it comes to <laughs> But you also have to remember, like, consistently remind yourself that the only person you can fix in a marriage is yourself. Like, you cannot walk into yeah, a marriage. Yeah, I've tried to fix so many times. Yeah, I've tried to fix Daniel so many times. I'm like, you're doing the dishes wrong. Do you not understand that? And I'm like, okay, how can... You scrub instead of- counterclockwise. <laughs> yeah. I normally make some Mexican joke, and that's where... Stop. Um, no, but then, like, whenever I say things like that, like, it's taking two steps back and saying, like, wait, is there a way that I can better say something? Or like, is there a way that I can better view what he's doing instead of saying, oh my gosh, he's doing the dishes wrong. It's wow. He's doing the dishes. Like that's really, so like seeing it in a positive perspective and um, realizing that like the only person you can fix is yourself. So you need to work on the way that you see things um, and you react to things. So. And to, and to kind of sum this up or wrap this up um, and just because we're focusing on ourselves and like we're, we're trying to understand what it means to, to like truly be married. That doesn't mean we stay silent. Like that doesn't mean that we're just going to like sit here and like sit in our hands and not do anything about it. Like we're actively trying to, to show and, and live out what it means to be married and understanding the truth as Catholics. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was good. <laughs> so, so to further, to I want further to get married. extrapolate. So to, you want to get married, Ethan? Yes, I do. <laughs> again? Awesome. <laughs> yes, Daniel, again. <laughs> so to further that question, what is the battle plan when you live in a time when your family is under attack from zombies? Oh, I knew Anna was really excited for this one. Yeah. Um, you, I have, I just, we have our ready bag. Um, I, <laughs> just head to water, find some kind of island. Um, 
get a bow and arrow or get like a sniper rifle. I'm t- like, I'm ready for the zombie apocalypse. I'm so procreate enough children to where if you lose a couple, it won't- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's the best thing. <laughs> throw Jimmy at him. Throw Jimmy at him. Run. <laughs> this is why the Catholic Church will stand the test of time, is that we just make so many babies that if people attack us, you can lose a few. You, you can know, lose it's a fine. Few. It's fine. It's like, it's like ammo, you know? Like <laughs> They're already sanctified. Yeah. You know? That is so funny. Just make sure they're oh baptized and it'll be fine. They'll receive eternal glory. You just might receive some extra time in purgatory is all. And then you have more people praying for you. While exactly. In, exactly. It's like all a win-win. Foolproof. I can't believe I didn't think of it before, honestly. Yeah. And children, are, <laughs> children are so innocent. They're like, they're not going to think anything of it. They're going to be like, my mom and dad love me. And well, I know they are really friendly. So like, they're going to be like, oh, they no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. befriend the zombies. They yeah. create an army. They become their king. <laughs> Make me Little avocados. Little Jimmy Glaze, the king of the zombies. <laughs> that is our next video title. That is hilarious. Um, against, yeah, I would say whatever my husband says. I agree. I concur. I trust him fully. Wow. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's beautiful. beautiful. That's very beautiful. Um, do we have another question, Patrick? I think we do. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, someone asked, uh, what was the moment that made it clear that Daniel and or Anna is the one for you? Forever. Marriage, love, etc." <laughs> I'm going to steal something from Father Mike that it was when we were on the altar. Like, I, I know oh. everyone's like, what's that moment of, like, when you knew she was the one? Um, I didn't know, honestly, like, officially until we got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I tried to push her away and she kept forcing herself. I mean, I I just knew what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who who liked who first? This is a better question. Oh. Yeah. That is a good question. I would say I called it out first. He did. And I I think I had feelings. (laughs) I think I I think we both had feelings that we hadn't we hadn't realized them until Daniel was the first one that like brought them to my (laughs) attention. I was like, hey, like we're very close friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, so, okay, here, let me, let me explain. So yes, obviously like we really didn't know that we were the one for each other until we actually got married. But, uh, after Anna broke up with a friend, her boy, her, her boyfriend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of things going on. Friend, it was just, they were done. Um, about three weeks later, I was in adoration and, um, the way I described it is like Anna was like in the dark and all of a sudden God like, like brought the light on her. I was like, this is the woman that you need to pursue. Um, and I and I sat in the chapel and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And there's an old lady sitting up front and she turned around and she's like, excuse me? Why are you yelling in the adoration chapel? I was like, you're going to die some shit up. Oh my God. Um, you just said that you'd sacrifice our chapel. <laughs> Don't. You have to say that questionable me. morals couple. <laughs> Um, I'm just glad all the attention has moved away from the inbreeding joke I made earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Way to just bring it back, Patrick. I know. Patrick's like, gosh darn it. I'm glad it's gone. But then a couple weeks later, I prayed on that that whole like revelation, and I was like, Yoana, thanks for talking to me, but I I want you to be. Yo, girl, can I get your digits? (laughs) (laughs) What's going tomorrow night? No, that's not how it happens. Yo. I mean, like, 
we kept a really strong friendship going because we became really good friends actually when I was dating my previous boyfriend and Dina was basically the third wheel. Mm. Um, I've been there. But there was never any overlap. Like I was very much in love with my boyfriend at that time. We broke up for very different reasons. Um, And yeah, I wasn't like in love with my boyfriend. Sorry. Like I was very much respecting of my relationship and was very much focused on it. Uh, But we broke up for separate and like different reasons. And so then Dana and I kept a friendship going after that. Um, and, and then I became a folks missionary and like, we knew we had feelings for each other and Dino had already called them out and that Dino had already prayed about it. Um, and so we just decided to fast for a whole year, um, during my dating fast during focus. Um, cause it's like a thing. Yeah. Um, dating fast trigger me a little bit, just a little bit. Oh, Oh, I, I completely, yes, I completely agree. My pet peeve with dating fast is when girls or boys use it as a, like, oh, I'm, I'm on a dating fast right now. I can't date you. But they're still flirting with you. What the heck? Like, that's not the point of a dating fast. Like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with this guy. But, like, we're not dating because I'm on a dating fast. Yeah, I'm who like, would do that? Oh, <laughs> 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 I'm like, come on. That's not the point. of Like, you don't just get a, a go, like, hang out with guys for free pass just because yeah. you're on a dating fast. Anyway, like, you still got to, yeah. Anyway, Um how did we know we were like, I think we both understood that this was a person like I could really see myself growing with and see myself getting to heaven with. Um, I hate the concept of a soulmate. Daniel was not my soulmate, but, but he is my helpmate. And like, I think that was a big realization is like, you can help me get to heaven and I can help you get to heaven. This is awesome. Like maybe we should really consider getting married. Um, so, so yeah. trying to figure out if we should. Yeah, we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, that was yeah. the biggest pity laugh, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick's really good at those. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Um, I have one uh, that I don't know if Patrick was going to ask or not, but it's do we need more um, good Catholic podcasts or good Catholic YouTubers? YouTube channels, 100%. Wow. So that, so that brings me to my next question. Should I start vlogging? No. Okay. So, <laughs> well, okay. So, um, the first thing I would say is one, pray about it. And I know you, you might've been joking or I don't know if you were, but cause, cause there's, a, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of people who want to step into the YouTube world as Catholics, but don't necessarily, um, take the right precautions. They just, they just start it. And I was yeah. like, we'll figure it out as we go along, which is somewhat good. But it's more so of like you need to have some understanding of certain things before you just jump into it Um, because I'm really tired of crappy, crappy Catholic YouTube channels. Um, Either just content. We are one. (laughs) And that's aside from all that, like just in general, there's multiple channels that are replicate. Pray about it. Like that's the first thing is like, do you think God is calling – um, you, and this is not just to Patrick, but to anybody who's thinking about just starting a YouTube channel, do you think God is calling you to do it to actually evangelize or because you just want to be on the internet and see how it goes? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. A friend of mine told me that of like, is it, are you wanting to say something because you actually have something to say that will contribute to society? Or do you just want to get on a pedestal because everyone's talking about something? Yeah. Like, is it just you wanting to express your opinions or do you actually have something that will be beneficial to everybody that listens? Um, 
And so I, yeah, I think definitely pray about that. And like, and then find your niche. Like what exactly do you, don't, don't copy. Like, yes, blogging is like the current style, I guess that like everyone's taking, but what kind of vlogs do you want to make? What kind of content do you want to put out there? Like, what exactly are you trying to, um, are you trying to like intrigue your audience with? Um, or is it just like a replica of everything? Yeah. yeah. Well, cause, and, and to, I guess, wrap up this answer as well, cause we talk a lot. Um, gone are the days where you just take a camera and be like, Hey guys, so I'm right here right now. Okay. I'll see you when I'm, when I'm on my next spot. Like, like the vlogging where it's just like live status updates. Those are gone. Like there yeah. needs to be stories. There needs to be content. Um, and not necessarily saying like you have to like write out a script for your entire day, but more so of like, you need to be telling the story of your life or an actual story really yeah. um, within the content that you're, that you're pushing out. So, um, I mean, I love the crunch. I love the concept of it. I think if, if there was some kind of YouTube equivalent, that would be great. Um, that was actually real when it comes to being a Catholic, uh, a Catholic on college campus. So, yeah, I think there. I think there are so many people who well-meaningly start blogs, YouTube yeah. channels, um, podcasts. I guess who um, <laughs> they kind of just like they start out and they're like. I want to tell people knowledge that I know. And we ran into this on our second, on our second try recording. <laughs> we did an alcohol episode and we kind of just like lectured and agreed with each other. And, and we, we, at the end, we realized like, this is bad. No one's going to want to listen to this. And so um, we, <laughs> Ethan and I were also a part of this group um, that started a blog a while ago, like years ago. And everyone wanted to like, the first thing that we did was like, let's all write about the sacraments. And my first response was like, people that are a lot smarter than us already write about the sacraments. Yes. That yep. We don't really need to write about the sacraments. We can write about our own personal experiences with the sacraments. Like that's, exactly. that's something that we can contribute, but we can't really like, like, let's not just blog about the catechism. Like people can just read the catechism, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I would like culture then I get it. I would love to start a YouTube channel. Like honestly, over the summer when I was praying about kind of what to do with this whole bro possible thing, I thought about doing a youtube channel but i realized like that's a lot of work you know which i know you two know very very well (laughs) and so um i think a podcast was just easier for me to embark on just because it's you know you record it you edit it you upload it and you're done you know i think for people that have more time to invest in youtube i think that's definitely the way to go because that's like like you guys talked about in in like the catching foxes episode like youtube is a thing you know, it's like an evolving being that's like yeah. going somewhere, you know, yeah. whereas podcasts like who knows everybody's making a podcast nowadays. We're not special, <laughs> you know. And yeah. so, yeah, I think I just think I props to you guys because I don't know how you do it. And you have a kid and you're like married and crap. Like that's that's crazy. <laughs> well, will, crazy to me. We, we are married and we do crap. So, yeah. hey, look at that. <laughs> More hey, poop jokes. Talking about poop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. Well, no, so. I know you were like being self bashing just because that's how people are now. Um, no, but I will say like the podcast y'all have created here has filled a niche that I don't think has really ever been addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact is that I, I think y'all, y'all probably had this kind of same conversation that me and my wife had um, of like where when you started this idea, y'all could, at least from what I've seen, like y'all have committed to say, we're going to do this. And we're going to commit ourselves to it because uh, I feel like that—that's a big, a big part of why a lot of 
of why I say pray about it. See if it's really a part of what you think God's calling you to do. Because when me and my wife started the YouTube channel, we were like, we are not stopping until God tells us to, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that commitment to staying committed has like really helped the, the, the evolution of our channel. Um, and I was going to say one more thing, but I completely forgot it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think podcasts are bad. Like going back to the original question, Thank like, you. The reason, <laughs> like the reason we'll say YouTube videos might be more, um, I don't know. Should, like, should we have more podcasts or YouTube videos? And I think we say more YouTube videos because I think it's easier to binge watch mm-hmm. something on the internet than pull up a podcast. Like for me specifically, oh, yeah. it's easier for me to sit, through a show at night and like watch a video, um, then like pull up an hour podcast or something specifically yeah, yeah. with a child. Although sometimes yeah. I do like I'm making dinner and I'll, I'll pull up the podcast and I'll listen to it. But yeah, I think we're also a very visual society. Like we're starting to become very, vis- very much visual people. So. Okay. My last problem. point, I remembered it. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Let it roll. I was talking about like other people than us write about the, about the sacraments, right? And that's why we, we really shifted from our sit down videos where we talk about things and, and made that more of a vlog and conversational because you have a Bishop Barron, you have a father Mike mm-hmm. who talk about these things way better than we will ever do. <laughs> yeah. thing that we do well is we, we talk about it, like Pat said, from our perspective and like yeah. we talk about it like in our lives and like how it speaks into our lives and we express that I think fairly well. Um, yeah, we got into a fight yesterday. That was our video. Wow. Yeah. That's wonderful. I'm excited. Daniel, the only thing you and I have in common with Father Mike is our rugged handsomeness. Amen to that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. I was about to say, my impediment to coming on YouTube is I'm ugly. That's my problem. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I thought Ethan was going to go. And the only thing that Bishop Barron and Pat have is they're really ugly. <laughs> wow. No. No. <laughs> You're not though, Patrick. Someone, th- someone oh, thinks good. Patrick's pretty. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. I have a girlfriend. Take that, everyone. Gosh darn it, I'm so lonely. <laughs> we were talking about your mom. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> ah. Oh, she just said your mom. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> ah. I'm so just, glad I married you. Sorry, I just think of Mulan. There's like a, a lyric in there. We're like the only thing, the only person that ever loved him was his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Anyway. So more questions. I have a question for both of you, um, and not Ethan. Why is The Office the best TV show ever? Oh, it's so good. Are you kidding me? Have you watched it? Man. Oh yes. Ethan doesn't like it. That's why I brought it up. Ethan doesn't like it. <laughs> We're done. Ethan there. Oh, okay. I just I'm I just I'm not a fan of the style of humor. I'm sorry. It just doesn't I watch it and I go, why is this funny? I just can't. That was me a couple years ago. I only started watching The Office until we got married. And it it was definitely different to have someone else that was laughing along. And I was like, wait, why why does he think this is so funny? And then, like, he would laugh. And I'd be like, okay, I can see why that's funny. And then I started finding the humor in it myself. So you got peer pressured into liking it. I got peer pressured. You got to be indoctrinated. Gosh, darn it. I I was a big. more people loving you, this wouldn't be a problem. (laughs) That's okay. That's true. I was always and been a big Parks and Rec guy, so you know. It oh, yeah, Parks and Rec is really good. Yeah, I haven't Wait, seen Parks, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, but you don't like The Office? Yes, they're very different. It's true. Are they though? Parks and Rec is just kind of more like, lovable and innocent, and I feel like The Office is just a meaner show. 
that I'll give you. That's probably why I like it. Yeah. Yeah, Parks and Rec has, like, so many different characters. And, like, the characters are so vibrant. I think the reason why Parks and Rec is so much well, not so much, but people see it's better because it's an evolution from The Office. Yeah, yeah exactly. The first Rock season of Parks and Rec is exactly the same as The Office. Yeah, that's so, true. But second Maybe season and onwards, it's just like, wow, they did their own thing and they killed it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anna, what do you think about the first season of Parks and Rec? I can't get through the first. I hate Parks and Rec. Skip it. Just skip the skip first, season. first season. <laughs> same with The Office. Skip well, the first season. No, but with The Office, I'll say I can handle the first season. It's after Michael Scott leaves that I'm just like, oh, oh really? Oh, oh, these- Anna? All of these characters, just like everybody knows that, water down. Um, but I, I think The Office is really good. I think also because it portrays my favorite is Michael Scott. Like yeah. his character is so mean and so just like not there with social awareness. But like <laughs> then they they soften him they soften him up with like Holly and just like how he reacts to people not liking him, like the peer pressure and all that stuff. And I'm like. I get like I feel like that's relatable. A lot of people don't deal well with relationships and don't deal well with like uh, bad friendships and things like that. I don't know uh, yeah. <laughs> his friendship think... with his friendship with um, what's his face? Yeah, uh, with him, Todd right? Packer. Todd Packer. Oh, I Todd feel Packer. like I had that friendship in college where I was just yes. friends with someone because they were like jerks, and I was like, "You're so funny, man! Like you're so funny." It's like, no, you were so You're a terrible person. I had that friend. Too. I am that well, friend. <laughs> well, I think, I think, once again, to wrap up this, I think it's the fact that it's like realistically absurd. Yeah. Like it is so absurd, but like the way that people react to it on the show is the real way that they should react. <laughs> because even their reactions are absurd sometimes. Um, oh. It's so great. I love it. Yeah. My final question. When are you gonna what when are you gonna fix the door? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. How about you answer that? <laughs> our, our blue and white doors. We need to get on that. That's <laughs> so embarrassing when we vlog. <laughs> like there's a random That literally thing. happened the night we moved in. Yeah, and we never like, got back to it. Paper remover and we're gonna do that. And then she sprayed it and I sprayed it. But what people don't like, what I don't think my wife actually, I really didn't realize this, but like, we used to, like, like, it's like really hurts. It <laughs> so burns. Like, it oh. And like, take it off and it would like get in our hand. Yeah. We were dumb, really. It was like, oh my gosh, like, no, we're gloves. <laughs> and, and no, and we were wearing latex gloves. So it was really? like burning on top of the plastic. We're like, oh, um, we should probably take the gloves off. <laughs> like, this is horrible. The gloves come off. Oh, man. Oh. Okay, well, and it's actually really funny you say that because a couple of days ago I had some friends over and, um, she was like, if you guys need help with the door, just like, <laughs> like I get it. I get it. We haven't gotten to it. <laughs> if you guys need help with the door, I'll fly to Texas. <laughs> this is what you open yourself up to when you do a vlog is people yeah. criticizing your home. Well, and it's a lovely home. Yeah. It's, like, just the door. it's just the door. It's the only problem. It's just the door. No, the back door in my house was ugly for years. It, <sighs> it's fine. The back door is like understandably. It gives a character. It gives a yeah. character. But like you know it's bad when other people start to offer help. I'm like, oh, we got it, guys. Like we're we'll get to it soon. I don't cool know if jets. it's because you can't handle your one child, but I can help you. <laughs> oh, our child is our definitely our child. Same. Oh, our child is somebody else's child. Is it, no, like she's she's really the both of us. It's crazy. Her personality is crazy. Anyway, moving on. That's my last question. Ethan, do you have any other questions? Uh, no, my bladder's pretty full. 
Um, <laughs> oh, wait, we didn't answer the one question that Stephen Missionary wants us to answer. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, when was the last time you went to Mass Hungover? I honestly don't know. Good, good answer. I, I want to say if we went to a wedding on New Year's Eve, but it counted as the vigil. And if we had had to go to Mass on Sunday, we would have definitely yeah. been very hungover. Did you have the evening Mass? Like so, they got married at six o'clock, which I'm like, oh, I love when weddings do that. It's when if it's, when it's like at two o'clock on a Saturday, I'm like, and you're just sitting oh, around waiting it for it to be dark so you can rage. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm hoping it counts for tomorrow, but it's like right under five o'clock. I'm like, oh, this doesn't even count for tomorrow. <laughs> like, like the liturgy for that Sunday, though. Oh, I right? think it was. Yeah, and, and it okay. was. It was the Sunday liturgy. Yeah. But that means that you can't have like the wedding readings. That's the problem. Yeah, but I think yeah. they were they were very fitting that that well, it was Chris. It was uh, New Year's Eve, so it was. Well, it was also the. Um, it was a feast day. Oh yeah, it's the feast of the married mother of God. Yes. Yeah. The solution is you have two masses. <laughs> you get you married go, twice. Get married at three fifty-five, <laughs> and then at. 4.30, you have the Sunday vigil. I had friends, I actually think I had some friends that, like, got married at 3, but then they were going to leave for their honeymoon on Sunday, and so they weren't going to get to go to Mass. And I know they get, like, a, ta- a traveler's, dis- traveler's dispensation or whatever, but, like, they felt that they didn't want to apply that, so um, they took their pictures, and then they went back to a vigil Mass on Saturday, and, like, in their, in their like, wedding garments, oh like, she's walking down the aisle again. <laughs> Like to receive communion. Like, Imagine oh. if they're like sitting in the middle of the pew. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the graduate, but Catholic. <laughs> exactly, right? They really dressed up for mass. Like, yeah, they <laughs> like this thing really serious. <laughs> Bride of Christ, classic. Boom. Uh, I don't have anything else. I've I've exhausted all of my topics for married couples. I think True. there was one uh, that I think the Catholic or Catholic sports guy. Oh shoot, you're asked, right. Asked. It was uh, um, about marriage. Marriage uh, and pregnancy. Alcohol. Yeah, fast. yeah. Did you did you fast from alcohol, Daniel? Absolutely not. <laughs> In fact, we did the opposite of making her fast. I actually made her drink alcohol. She Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> Kyrie eleison. <laughs> I noticed like. All of our answers have been like not the best. <laughs> I know. They're so not real. The Crunch does not support any of the answers given on this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> no, he he didn't. Like I didn't. We didn't fast, or Daniel didn't fast from alcohol while I was pregnant. And I think because um, I think he re- revised the question to like ask, would you later on, like in my second pregnancy and third? Yeah. I don't think even if Daniel wanted to, like I personally don't think I'd ask that of him. Because <laughs> uh, in all honesty, like I understand what my body is doing, and people make it sound horrible, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. Like not having a beer for nine months, it, it, because like my body is doing something much much more amazing than having a glass of wine. That I'm like, I don't need the wine. Like I'm growing a human in my and like in my body. Like <laughs> this <ahead>. is awesome. <laughs> you go ahead and have that beer, honey. Yeah, I was like. You get that beer belly, I'll have a human belly. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that beer. I'm enjoying the cute little kicks that are happening inside of me. <laughs> Ooh, I have a question because I'm a dude and I don't know how this works. Do you ever get, did you ever get woken up by a kick? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, the time. Videos, though, of, like, literally my daughter's feet 
like screaming across my my wife's stomach. It was crazy, crazy. It's so cool though. I mean, yes, like at night it was really annoying. Oh, but that's not even the worst. It's like peeing every. That's not a human though. Sorry. What? No, well, peeing all the time was probably the worst in the middle of the night. Ethan apparently knows because he went to pee four times before the podcast. (laughs) Please do not Uh, roast. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Please do not roast to Ethan. Um, but yeah, I would go. I get. I would get woken up by her kicks and her hiccups. She'd get the. She'd get hiccups. Hiccup inside the womb. Oh yeah! Whoa, that's adorable. That's so cool. It's so cute. And then it just, I just imagine you just kind of like lifting off the ground like an inch every time Lily hiccups. Taking. Every time she hiccups, you fill with helium, so you like start to float away. Humans don't yeah, produce have, like, helium, have, like, you moms. idiot. We have moms and parents that listen to our podcast, so they're probably just like, these kids These guys are no idiots. They're so stupid. These 20, 20 year olds are dumb. Do you Gosh, feel man. a kick? Yes, we do. That's so cool. <laughs> Never take anatomy? Like, what is going on? You're just like, I'm in a human embryology class right now, and I don't know this. <laughs> At this moment. I'm actually in oh, class right now. That's hilarious. Surprisingly enough, don't learn any of that in electrical engineering, unfortunately. <laughs> Which is wild. Okay. That's okay. All right. Oh. Wow. That was crazy. I love that Catholic couple. They're Aww. cool. Will you please we adopt me? <laughs> so oh no at janice stevie is one of my favorite janice uh, say it right janice, that's janice, my mom janice. you heathen I'm sorry <laughs> gosh darn it all right well what? uh tell the people where they can find you so that uh they don't just listen to this and leave off wandering into the sunset you can find us at youtube.com slash that catholic couple um or you can find me on twitter and instagram at d underscore glaze and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at uh, dang it, I keep I always mess up my Twitter handle <laughs> at ag underscore glaze is my Twitter handle. And they both have the same profile picture, so sometimes you don't know who's who. Which is which? Yeah, it <laughs> freaks me out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, that's Daniel. Let me let me make a joke about Daniel things, and oh, it's Hannah. <laughs> Oops, it's called branding, Ethan, and we should try it. it sometime. We should try it actually. That's All right, and we do know, and we do know how to pronounce your last name, Patrick. Sorry about That's that. That's so exciting. Do it right now. Nieve. Nieve. Yes. Nieve. Do you know how to pronounce my last name? Steve. Stevie. 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 Yeah. Nice. Close. Close, but no cigar. Steve. Steve. Steph. Steve. And, <laughs> I'm and Lily, where can we find you on social media? Lily. Oh, Lily's, you... Lily's destroying my bedroom. Get Lily a Twitter <laughs> as soon okay. as possible. Yeah. Oh, that would actually be really funny. All right. At being a butt. Uh, thank you all for listening to this amazing, incredible, wonderful uh, interview conversation with that Catholic couple. Um, as always, please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters.